Welcome to Dragonland Saga. Again, today is session zero of Forget the Kender, a Saga system role-playing game. Now, you all remember Dragonlance 5th Age from when Dragonlance was basically broke. <laughs> TSR decided that Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition was not selling very well. They're on the precipice of selling out to Wizards of the Coast. And so in order to revitalize the strength of 1st Edition Dragonlance, they decided to completely reimagine the game. They had uh, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman write uh, Dragons of a Summer Flame, which meant that the gods are completely absent of this new world. And this is 33 years after that chaos war. The gods of magic are completely gone. There is new magic that was discovered by Palin Majir and Goldmoon, uh, mysticism and sorcery respectively. And uh, this whole system, instead of using dice, is based around the fate deck. So this is new to everyone here. Um, I played it when it first came out, but it's been a long time. So this should be a little bit interesting. Let's get a little bit more interesting with the cast that we have today. Uh, let's start from the very top next to me with Chris and uh, introduce yourselves. Uh, yeah, hi, my name is Chris. I'm the guy that's always uh, annoying everyone with my comments on everything. Uh, <laughs> my dad joke. But um, yeah, huge fan of the of the channel. Um, and uh, I got introduced with, uh, from Dragonlance. Uh, me and my buddy got the uh, the trilogy of books. And we thought it was three separate stories with the Larry Elmore. Right. So we read Spring Dawning, my buddy Shaffron, who's out there watching. We watched, we read uh, Spring Dawning and had no idea what was going on. Like, oh, this wow. book doesn't make any sense. And then when we finally realized that you have to read uh, Autumn, uh, you know, Twilight first, made a little yeah. more sense. <laughs> yeah. That helps. All right. To Saga and looking forward to playing with you guys. Awesome. Golden? Uh, hello. I'm Goldmoon. Glad to be here. <laughs> okay. Play a three. Hey, it's Sarah Tay. Um, you can follow me on Twitch if you want to. I'll put my link somewhere, somewhere. But um, I'm kind of new to D&D &D and Dragonlance. Completely new to Dragonlance, to be completely honest. But um, I'm really excited to play with you guys. I'm excited uh, to learn new things. And I'm excited just to play, man. I'm, I'm stoked. Awesome. Hello again, everybody. Uh, this is Kurt. I am returning again, unfortunately. I've <laughs> uh, been in the Dragonlance space since, oh god, 87 or so. Jeez. So a little bit of an old hat. Um, my dad introduced it to me. It was my first campaign setting, and I've loved it ever since. So stoked to get to finally check out the Saga system, which I've never even touched. Awesome. Derek. Uh, hi, my name's Derek. Uh, I'm. Uh, I've been playing or reading and playing Dragonlance since the '90s. Uh, Love the series. Uh, didn't like the movie so much, but uh, been playing on games on the channel with Adam for a while now. And uh, yeah, I just love games, miniature games, role-playing games, card games, whatever it is. I just like games, so yeah. I'm here to play a game. Well, we're going to not really play so much as create characters for the first time. And much like Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Saga System, the choices are really left up to the role. You don't really have a lot of maneuverability when it comes to choosing after you've already been dealt. So I think for the first character, we'll start with one person and we'll see how that goes and then we'll move on to everyone else. Do I have any volunteers for who wants to go first? All right. Okay. All right. The first one to buzz in. 
So let me move over to the next screen so everyone else can see the, the board here. Okay, so this is a map of Ancelon in the Fifth Age. Uh, dragon overlords uh, basically took over as the new gods of Kryn, ostensibly. But I'm going to deal you 12 cards in order to make your character. Okay, so uh, making a character is uh, it's going to take a number of different steps. Uh, first and foremost, you want to think about the type of character that you want to play and then compare it to the type of cards you have. And each uh, of the individual cards has a number. That number is going to be the number of your stat. So for example, um, your agility, you're going to want uh, to be, if you want to be a rogue, for example, you want that to be a little bit higher. Uh, if you want to be a, a mysticism or a cleric, basically, you're going to want your spirit to be higher. Um, if you want to be a sorcerer, which is the mage version in this game, that's going to be reason. And of course, if you want to be a fighter, then your strength and endurance are you're going to want to be your, your highest numbers. But along with that are symbols. And the symbols really tell you how qualified you are in that field. So you may be an incredibly strong person, but not know how to swing a sword at all, depending on the symbol that you're going to be using. So we need to, you can actually see um, in, if you guys open up your character sheets, and I'll open up yours uh, here, Sarah. So I don't know, does this show on the screen when I open it? No, it does not. Um, you can see the symbol that is associated with the individual ability. So if you have uh, an agility, which is the shield of a nine, that is as high as you could possibly have, um, then you would have an A code for that. And that means that you can do virtually anything you want um, with it. Uh, so let with me... a shield? No, I'm sorry. So you, you're going to have... Uh... Well, let me pull up my little notes here because I have the ability code notes. Are you able to see my cards? I can't unless you lay them on the table. Oh, am I able to play them and take them back just as an example card? Uh, you can just lay them on, on the table and we can just walk through it if you want. That might be all the best them? way. Yeah, that might be the best way to do okay. it. Because you're going to have to go through them all anyway. There's one. So, wow, so that'd be amazing if you're going to be a fighter. Oh, she's got a few. Here's another one. Maybe like line them up so that... Um... Oh, I can't see exactly where I'm placing them. Oh, okay. Let, I'll do that. Okay. I'm going to just toss them out there. Uh, just giving a quick shout out to the chat room. Duran, thanks for joining live. Good to see you, Randy. Really appreciate you tuning in. Wargul, what is up? First live. Good to see you. Comfy Lane Takabana. Did I say that right? Thanks for joining live. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Yeah. This should be a pretty good time. Hey, Benjamin, thanks for joining the live. Wait, Tesselhoff's a one? Yep. <laughs> What's that mean? It's just All a right, low number. Tesselhoff is a, a really good rogue, so you would think handler. So you'd think he'd be better than one. All right, last card. And she really rolled the nuts, didn't she? Wow. Okay. So thinking about what you might want to be, you would be probably a really great ranger type character um your arrow is associated with your uh, dexterity and uh the way combat works is 
you choose the cards you play and you have to beat an unknown difficulty rating factor and you add whatever ability number you have to whatever cards you play. So for example, if you wanted to shoot an arrow into someone's face, you had, if you chose your nine as your dexterity, you would use that nine to hit and also for damage. Okay, so I'm totally cool with being a ranger character. That sounds right up my alley. Um, your agility is pretty good too. Let's look at Yeah, you can basically do anything you want that's not magic with this spread. Okay, so could I be a rogue? Yeah, or would that not be a good choice? Yeah. It's totally up to you. I mean, if we had a whole party full of rogues, that's fine. I'll just design the adventure around it. Are we all being rogues? <laughs> Is everyone trying to be a rogue? Is it a rogues gallery? <laughs> well, can I be okay. something that's a rogue something else? That would be kind of cool. We walk steal from each other the whole time. <laughs> That'd yeah. be funny. It's like the, the, what the new D&D movie is all about rogues, isn't it? That's right. That's right. I have a question, yeah. Adam. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to be a bard. Okay. But I don't think that this spread out is going to be good enough for that. Maybe it will. I'm, I, I well, just we don't always, know. Yeah, I'm there's, there's not like classes. There's roles that you can sort of choose pre-created roles if you want. But there's not like actual classes to play. So really, you're just building it from the ground up of how you would want your, your bard to be and how, how good at what they would be. So, for example, if you wanted to be able to use magic and um, uh, do a bunch of other stuff, like bards eventually can cast some spells, um, you would just want to make sure that you have uh, something going into either your spirit or your reason that matches the, the symbol. So like a heart or a moon, for example. Uh, in your particular case, you would only have a four of heart. Yeah, so let's avoid a bard. And we'll also, make a different guy. Yeah. Well, um, isn't um, and also like, isn't the number uh, an average number for a normal human is a five, right? Anything yeah. above that's like really good. Anything below that's like starts to get weaker. Um, was the other thing? It was a uh, um, you can also discard some things. Like you could use a dragon in uh, in a place of something, even though that's a negative thing. I don't know exactly how the negative impacts gameplay, but those yeah. are the things you can think about when you're making your character. Yeah, because we're not going through like the official steps because we're trying to cater a character to your tastes, um, I would not recommend, and we're, we're starting with ability scores because normally you don't, I would not recommend using a dragon for any of your ability scores because that means uh, the dragon is basically the rolling of a one. Uh, it's like the mishap card. So if you have a dragon in any, you may have a 10 because the dragons go up to a 10 in their cards. Um, if you put a 10 in your reason, the fact that it's a dragon means that you can't cast anything. You're just incredibly smart, but you're more like a rain man, for example. Okay, so we're not using uh, our cards to determine nature and demeanor or anything like that. Oh, we are. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to give an overview of the different abilities and how to craft specific types of characters using gotcha. the symbols in mind. Um, if we want to start from the very beginning of just choosing some basics, maybe that would be the better way to start. It's it's kind of you know, up to you guys. Um, but just looking at your numbers and looking at the symbols that you have, you have a great sword, you've got a great arrow, you've got a really good um, perception. Um, All right. A nice agility. I think I want to be some type of fighter. Okay. Um, uh, I've never played a fighter character before, but I think that will be really fun. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, someone that's more of a jack-of-all-trades with weapons than... 
one specific um the p word proficiency, proficiency. right if okay. that's even an option so where do i start what is the first thing i need to okay. do so in order to be able to use as many different fighting melee type weapons as possible, you're going to want a, a code of A, which means you have to use the sword icon card for the strength stat. Okay. Um, now so, to use any type of armor. Ruthless, oh, ruthless and sadistic, that's the card I'm using. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> this one, okay. So I'm going to move the ones that you've chosen to use down to the bottom. Uh, so you can populate the nine and use an A code in your strength on your character sheet. Oh. Got it. Awesome. I'm looking at the character sheet as well. Um, okay, so then the other part of uh, being a fighter is being able to wear armor and such. So in order to wear any type of armor, you would have to have a code of A, which means you need uh, the helmet icon in that. I don't see a helmet icon in your hand. So She's the next or yes. cautious and resolute. Oh, right there. So the number's not that great, but it would mean that you could use any armor if you chose that. Now, if you didn't want to do that, for example, you can use a similar subcategory of physique, which um, strength and endurance are both under. And uh, mm. if you have another sword that's a higher number, which I don't see that you do. Doesn't really so but that I'm would give you a B. I've got three nons, and I want to utilize them as what my character will be. Right. So if you want to use a shield, uh, using that nine up in your uh, agility would be probably the best. But that's only if you want to use a shield. If yeah. you want to use missile weapon. Sword and shield. What's that? I could do sword and shield. Okay. Sword and board's a classic. Yeah. I've never done it, but I think it would be fun to do. Awesome. Nine. So go ahead and populate the nine and yep. A. These are really high numbers. Yeah. Okay, so the next kind of drew the nuts. Yeah. The what? next thing, if you want to do any uh, melee, or I'm sorry, uh, missile weapon, uh, be effective at that. Uh, so for missiles, you would, uh, with a code of a, you can use any missile weapon. A code of B, you could use very heavy missile weapons. A C is very light, light or medium. So that's basically like your bows and your crossbows. Uh, so it's, you know, you don't have to be very specific for that, but you do want a higher number. So if you Strangely, had... he has a nine of arrows. <laughs> there you go. That's insane. <laughs> so what can I say? Any okay. missile weapons and a shield and any sword. So yep. let's talk about armor because we gotta we gotta nail that thing down. You had the four of um, endurance right there. Let's see, what kind of armor are you looking to want to wear? Heavy armor, like plate, or do you want to do something lighter? Medium to light. Okay, so then that would be a coat of C. So then anything under the physical side of things. So you could use um, a shield, arrow, helmet, or sword for your endurance. What was this I read about being able to drop down a category to raise the number of a card? Okay, so you drop down two code categories to raise the number one, mm -hmm. one point up. So if you so took... she had a, a four of endurance, she could drop down to a C and get a five yes. endurance? Yeah. Okay. And that means you can use very light, light, or medium. Oh, wait, where is it? 
very light, light or medium armor. So yeah, cool. you can medium is what I'm shooting for. Yep. So that'd be good. So five and a C. Let's move that down. Okay, now we want to look at the mental codes. In order to resist sorcery, you would you want your perception to be higher, and that's the orb, the moon. Um, mm -hmm. Not the, the sliver moon, but the full orb. Uh, if yeah, you want to resist mysticism, you want a high presence, and so you want a crown. Which you don't have, I don't think. Hey, think don't thanks for joining live. I got a seven orb, though. That's really good. Mm -hmm. So I'd say... And that'd be good to be a like a tank in order to resist magic with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could do that. Okay. I'm, I gotta look up names while we're doing this. Here. Okay, so now you know. I mean, we just need to fill out the rest of this uh, the ability scores. So we still have reason, spirit, and presence. Um, if I were you, I would save your dragons for like your status, your social status, and stuff like that. And so we'll, we'll deal with that in a second. But. Yeah, you don't have any heart. Oh, you got a four of hearts, so I would put that in spirit if I were you. Okay. That gives you an A. Now, here's what that means, is that you can actually use mystic spheres. So you could be like a fighter cleric, or you could be like a um, like a Slamnic Knight or, of the Rose or something like that, you know, where mm -hmm. you actually have a little, bit of, a little bit of magic with you as well. This almost looks perfect for like a Knight of the... Um... Knight of the Sword. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And then what else? We've got... We have Reason presence and... Presence and Reason. Oh, you don't have very high numbers left. No, so perfect for a Knight of the Sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. Let's see. A little dig on Salamnix. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use the one or the two of orbs on your Reason then you would have a B status code. Okay. Uh, but it's up to you. Which would you... Now, hold on. Do? Before you do, uh, let's let's pause for one second because I want everyone to keep in mind that when we're doing this, um, you also have to think in terms of what is your hand going to look like when you've created your character, right? So the right. number of quests that you have dictate the size of the hand that you will always get. So your average adventure has four to six quests, which means they have a hand of four cards. Um, and your hand doubles for not just a representation of your level, but also your hit points. And so, you know, having as large of a hand as possible is always really great. Um, so strategy for this is players should use cards from the suit of dragons in this space in order to have as high of a number as possible so that you have as many cards in your hand as possible. Because um, that's what takes place of dice and everything. Yeah. So, the dragon? Yeah, so maybe the six. Um, but again, four through six gives you a hand of four cards. So right. if you just want to hedge and have your six be for like wealth or social status, for example, yeah. it would mean you would be a, a gentry is what it's called, but it's it's basically right under aristocracy. So you'd be Okay, a, yeah, I want to do that. We'll that is very Knight of the Rose or Knight of the Sword. Mm -hmm. We'll use the four on the... What you just on said. On the quests and reputation. Well, quests. On the quest cards, yeah. Yeah. And then, because you said four through six are about the same. Right. And then uh, wealth, I would like to use the six. Six, that would be really cool. Yeah. Okay, so then for your hand, you can move that up to four. Under quest reputation, move that to adventure. 
on your character sheet. All right. Got it. So we've already done ability scores. Uh, what else? Ability codes we've got down. Um, race. Did you now human? This is again. This is like Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, where they sort of push you to be a human because it's the catch-all class. It's the most populated. But there are other races that you could try to meet, but that means you have to meet the requirements for them. Um, because now, I'm a knight, I'm mm -hmm. thinking a human anyways. Okay. That's just my, that's just where my mind goes for yeah. some reason. So let's see, your endurance is a C, and as a human it has to be a B of a max, so that's fine. The C is under a B. Um, your physical, let's see, what is that? A B is max for your present. Wait, that's perception. And you have an A. So you cannot have an A in perception as a human. So you could drop that down to a C and have an 8 instead of a 7. That'd be a good idea. Okay. Let's see. And then advantages is you get to raise a physical or mental score by one point. And a disadvantage is you lower a mental or physical score by one point. By one point, yes. I read that. So raise so one and lower another. Oh, we didn't uh, fill out your reason and presence yet, have you? Raise one. Yeah. Reason and presence are empty. Do we fill those out? Yeah, I'd say yeah. I'd say we should probably do that. Um, you're kind of on low numbers now. Right. So I want to avoid that red one because that looks sus. Well, no, that's that's a good. That's a good thing. thing? Yeah. Even though it's red. Uh huh. Okay. That's like the highest number out of the the four there. Mm -hmm. That would give you a C on anything in your mental for either reason or presence of an ability yeah. mode. Okay, let's do, what are the difference between reason and presence again? So reason is what you use to cast magical spells. Presence is to resist mystical spells, like cleric type spells. So I'd say probably put your four in presence. To yeah. avoid attacks. And that'd be a C4? Yeah. Be. be careful what those words. <laughs> and then... <laughs> ah! And then... Oops, I messed my hair up. Um, we've got one, one, two. Mm -hmm. So I guess... So something in reason. I would... Let's stick two because I'm going to have to remove one. Right. And so where well, that's mental a... is reason, perception, spirit, and presence. So you right. just have to re reduce one of one of all those one Any of the four. Right. Yeah. So with a two with the um, the full moon, that would be a C two. That would be a B. A B two. Yeah. Cool. Because you're in the same subcategory. Right. Right. Reason and perception are linked. Yeah. Okay, so I get to raise one and lower one of each of these bad boys, these rows here. Mm -hmm. Alright, scroll up a little bit so I can see which one I want to raise. Well, you really only can I raise. raise my <laughs> I do. I would like to raise my endurance. And I'm going to lower my perception by one. Because it's at an eight. And I think that's seven is still pretty good. Right? Yeah, for that sure. The others are too low. I'm looking at this. Let's think. How do we have two cards left? Uh, nature put... and demeanor. 
Yeah, nature and demeanor. Oh, right. Okay. So do you see the the title references here? It's careless and innovative, reserved and insightful. Use one or both of those for either your demeanor and one of the two or both of the two for your nature. And this just helps define how you, you know, chemically are an individual. Those are quite opposites of each other. Well, aren't reserved they? is good for, um, you know, yeah, one's an internal truth and the other is an external projection of who you are. It's the one system. Awesome. <laughs> well, so, I like reserved and insightful. I think that mm -hmm. that sounds the type of character that I'm trying to play. Okay. So is that how you want your nature to be or your demeanor? Is that who you really are or is it how other people see you? That's how other people see me. And you don't have to use both of them. You can use just one. So if you wanted to use just oh. innovative for okay. your nature of who you actually are, then um, you know that would be pretty good for a knight, I, I think. Careless would not be good. No, careless would not believe out. Innovative. So I guess I'm having trouble understanding the difference between demeanor and nature. So can you explain that again? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am a, a, an introvert naturally. I, I like to shy away from people. That's just who I am. But I have a YouTube show. And so I present myself as a, 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 an affable, you know, sort of a public, you know, friendly person. But that's not really my true nature. Which one is which? So demeanor is how you present yourself. Nature is who you are. Okay. Nature. Reserved and insightful, I think. And then demeanor innovative. That's great. Other people will see me as innovative, but it's because I am reserved and insightful. I'm thinking about things, how to innovate new things. That's and nice. Like okay. So then, um, at this point we can move on to another character and you can fill out the rest of this, like your race role, um, background, you know, your homeland, uh, you can fill out your arms and armor based on the handout of arms and armor that's attached. And remember, you're under aristocracy, so you have no problem with money. Um, you can buy pretty much whatever, but just remember what you're limited by. And, you know, I, I don't really want you to look like that um, junk person in Labyrinth with a huge backpack full of gear. <laughs> right. You know? Just think yeah. logically how you would carry stuff around it. You know, if you want to have a horse or a cart or something like that, you could definitely afford both of them. Um, so just, you know, think about it like that. Okay, cool. I can do that. Okay, so let me delete all these cards, reshuffle the deck, and we will move on to the next. Um, who wants to go? Well, Ashley um, or Goldmoon, you had said you'd raise your hand. So let's have you go sure. next. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Shuffle and then deal. 12 cards. Where? What the heck? Where are you on my list? Oh, there you are. Okay, so do you want to just throw them all up on the, the board and we'll we'll work out on your character here? Yeah, sorry, I'll take it. Chrysania's the one? What? <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Oh. Palin is a one. Palin. Yeah. What? He was the master of the tower. He was a wizard, and we're we're currently in the oh, highball. Look at the oh, highball. Yeah. Ah, she got goldman. Hey, nice. How do I? Oh, there we go. Oh, How was the highball a nine? How could I'll Sam? Back to you guys. 
Okay, so I open up my blank character sheet. I'm only seeing nine. Two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven. Have one, two, nine. You want to say hi to our puppy, Kane? Hi, Kane. I only see 11 cards on the board. There should be 12, yeah. right? There's one hidden. Maybe just need a dealer another one. No, that's 12. Is it? Are you guys seeing 12? I see, I see 11. Maybe there's one missing. Oh, there ah, it is. There it there is. Was, that's it was oh, it was too far off the side. <laughs> that's a pretty good one, Lord Arrigan. Eight hearts. Okay. I mean, just looking at this, you could definitely be a very similar character uh, as the other one. So you had you had mentioned you wanted to be a fighter, right? A, a dwarf fighter, possibly. Because you could be a fighter cleric very well with this. I mean. I liked being a cleric in the uh, previous game, so I'm not opposed to that. Okay. So it's totally up to um, you. Let's see what it takes to be a dwarf, though, really quick. Um, yeah. Your ability scores. Your your agility is an eight max, and so the shield cannot be more than an eight. And I only see a one there. So that should no be, problem there. Yeah, a strength of seven minimum, and that's not a problem with your nine of swords. Your reason is seven maximum um i don't see any reason oh one uh i got a one you, yeah but you don't you don't have to use that one for that um because right. you know the ability yeah. code is different um and then uh let's see dwarf wait where did i say reason that was centaur sorry so dwarf is endurance six minimum and strength six minimum dexterity eight maximum agility eight maximum so, um, if you want to be a dwarf, we'll work through that concept here. Um, ability codes. Yeah. Reason has to be a B maximum. So, you couldn't use the one of moon in order to use it for your reason. Because that would give you an A code. Unless you dropped it down and had a two instead. Um, but let's, let's work on the strengths first and then go down from there. Um, so, yeah. endurance mm -hmm. and strength are six minimum both in order to be a dwarf. So that's your um, helmet and sword icons. I so, have no helmet here. Yeah, but you do have, let's see. You have two high orbs, so we could use one of the orbs for, um, it would be a C for either okay. endurance or strength, which would not be good. Oh, geez. Let's see, agility, do you have anything high there? One, oh man, this is rough. <laughs> Dexterity, arrows. That one? Oh, holy vey. I'll be a pathetic weakling dwarf, no problem. <laughs> oh man, this is not good. Okay, so maybe you're going to be more of just like a healer. <laughs> okay. That, that can actually like hit people pretty well. You, poss you can't possibly do more than he did to be courageous and inspiring. That's rough. A one. <laughs> Um, no. It looks like all of the uh, the titular characters got low scores. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bogus. For sure. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, for endurance. If you want to be able to use any orbs? weapon, I would use yeah. your nine of swords for your strength, and that would give you an A code. I would like to use a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> no, any weapon is what I mean. <laughs> oh, any weapon. Yeah. So I 
flick the A and then do I enter nine, I, I presume? Yeah. Can you see that? Um, are you entering it in the character sheet or are you entering it into the PDF blank character sheet? I'm in the PDF. Where do I go to find my proper thing? Oh, so thing? go up to your the characters. It should be above that on the right-hand side of roll 20. Yeah. Just click on your name. And then you'll see the uh, character sheet tab, and it shows there all your abilities. We go. So um, strength is a 9A. Right. So we go. now we need to do uh, endurance, and it has to be a minimum of 6. This is going to be a little bit tougher because you don't have anything of good code, so you're not going to be able to use very much armor options. But if you use your 9, that's a C, and that would give you... Um, Endurance C is very light, light or medium armor. So that wouldn't be so bad. So the nine of orbs for um, your endurance. Yeah. I bulb. All right, we're doing it. Good old high bulb. You said that's a C? What? Yeah, that ends up being a code of a C because it's a completely okay. different uh, group. So if it's within the two group, um, if, for example, if you're using endurance and you have a helmet, that's an A. If you're using endurance and you have a sword, that's a B. A C, oh, you know, you're going to be a D actually, not a C. A C would be agility or dexterity symbols. And then a D is any of the other symbols. An X would be a dragon, which means you're really terrible at whatever that requires. Um, in this particular case, you're a D, which means you can use light or very light, um, light or very light armor, which, you know, as a cleric type character okay. that can fight isn't so bad. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's look at the maximum ones. Your agility and dex are both eight max as a dwarf. So that's not mm. really a problem here. So do you have any shields and arrows anywhere? You have a one. Ooh. That's not very have, good. Like, broken shield. Yeah. You can drop that down to a, a code of a C and give you a two if you want to use that for your agility. Um, yeah, because I think I want to save the Ackle Ergot for something else, right? Probably. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to say agility, so I can make so it a, a two? 2C, yeah. 2C. <laughs> and then dexterity. What do we got here? You got the Sturm, so that's a C. If you wanted to use one C for that. It's not very good, though. I would use probably a well, 7 ankle. and just go with D. Yeah. I'm going to go with this fierce-looking ankle. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, wait, oh. wait, wait. Yeah. yeah, that's perception. So that should be fine, I think. I mean, it's up to you, but... Gargath is freaking me out, his picture. <laughs> One of my favorite characters in the entire series. He's freaking me out, man. Mm. He's intense. Too intense. So that if you used the seven, that would be a seven C. I'm sorry, nope. a seven no D. Well, well you went with Sturm for the agility, right? No. Or you used Tika for the, yeah, you used Sturm yeah. for the agility. No, for the dexterity, right? What? Well, no. Well, there should be four <laughs> down, right? There's four. Yeah. Okay, so then Sturm is going to be your dexterity. So that's going to be a. Um, Na yes. Yeah, that's going to be a 1D uh, for dexterity, which isn't great, but then you are a dwarf. Mm. 
Yes. But then you are very small. You're very, very sturdy, we'll say. Like a tree. Oh, boy. <clears throat> uh, so then reason is next. So, well, I mean, let's think about this. If you want to cast, um, like, mysticism spells like a cleric would, we can throw that six of heart in there or the eight of heart. Uh, wouldn't I want that for my spirit, though? Like, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is for your spirit to just throw that in there so we know, you know, just, just populating it. If you want to go to reason okay. next, we can do that, too. I mean, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. Well, I want to use gold moon. <laughs> 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 so what is the eight you're using um for um for spirit okay so that's eight a <laughs> and that means you're going to have three different uh, mysticism spheres to cast spells from whoa what was that, that was for, me. <laughs> uh, for me i think golden would be the best for your uh your nature i think that would be awesome yeah, can I do that? Mm. Yeah, if you'd like to. Now, barrel. I want to save that for my, um, you know. I'll probably use that for your hand, right? yeah, for sure. Okay, so. Uh, Let's see. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to look here. Your reason is a B max, so no matter what you choose for that, that's not going to be an issue. Um, your presence, you're going to want it kind of high just because that's how you resist other people's magic and it also um let's see it means you're a good leader oh i'm using a, i'm gonna be a deceitful and uncaring leader <laughs> <laughs> the best kinds so that's gonna be a b but in some maliciousness group, just a different number what's that uh, put in some maliciousness yeah Perfect. oh that's coming <laughs> Okay, so for my perception, I'm going to be shrewd and bigoted. <laughs> great. Jeez. Hey, just like a dwarf. All right. That'll be great. Yeah, it's totally fit. So uh, that's an A. Great. 7A. For and then, reason, I suppose. Um, yeah, you have reason. to only have a B for reason. So if you used Palin, just it'd drop it down to a C, and it would be a 2C if you want to do that. Or you could do three, or... What happens if I use Cristania? That would actually be a... Uh, a, B, C. Inherently. Would a Gilthos 1C. Be, would Gilthos be a 2B? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to use Cristania. Okay. <laughs> no. like, I choose worse. Of course. Okay. What? <laughs> Calm and merciful... Okay, so okay, she's... So that's uh, ABC. C, alright. Yeah. So if you guys look, um, if you're not um, actively choosing your cards right now, you can look at the handout of uh, ability codes and see what each code means for each different ability score, and that'll help you make your choices for when your turn comes up next. Yeah, don't be like me. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> well, we're all learning. It's, we're I, all... I don't know what I'm doing here either. You're good. Yeah, we're all, we're all new to yeah. this. Okay, so there's there's two things, uh, two choices we need to make: quest and reputation, and then wealth and social status. So uh, your quest and reputation again are directly related to the size of your hand. Uh, the social 
wealth and social class is your social class in society. It's a role-playing situation. It's not really a literal, welcome to a high lord, war ghoul. Good to see you, man. Uh, so, if I were you, I would choose the eight as you had uh, suggested before yes. for your reputation. Oh, come on, come on down. So that means Barely. your reputation is champion. Awesome. And you have five cards in your hand. Okay, and then your quest is, uh, it was an eight, yeah. right? Why is that an eight? What is that? Well, that was the number that you chose, the malicious card. Means you're a veteran. Yeah. Goodness. So okay. quests take the place of levels, basically. So each time we complete a new quest, you'll just get another number, and eventually it'll give you more hands in your, uh, more cards in your hands, stuff like that. Nice, nice. Right. Yeah, like Bilbo was a one, Gandalf was a nine. And all the dwarves are somewhere between five and six in the <laughs> Hobbit. So wealth and social status. You got a yeah. one, two, and a three. So it's either slave, peasant, or commoner. <clears throat> decisions, decisions. Is this the last card that I use? Well, no, because the other ones are going to be the, the words. That's going to be your demeanor and your nature. So maybe consider those as well here. I, I love that serious. we can hear your thoughts. <laughs> and I'm uh, so it's two. So I'm a peasant champion. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> so champion of the people. Yeah. Is your nature going to be sensible and compassionate, or impressive and or impulsive and inquisitive? And well, I think it should be obvious at this point. <laughs> My nature is that of. Guild moon. Nice. That's so funny how that worked out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then a one for impulsive. Oh, not the numbers. Use the words on these. Goodness. <laughs> an eight. The words? Yeah. So sensible and compassionate and impulsive and inquisitive. You don't have to use both. You can use one, but it's just meant oh. for role playing. I'm using both. Okay. That's fine. I look at it as a, kind of like a guide to how you can play your character. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, is there a system um, reinforcement in this game? Because I know like in other games like White Wolf, if you play your nature and demeanor, it would like give you willpower points. Is there any kind of benefit for playing your nature and demeanor in the game? No, it's just me rewarding you um, in quests and stuff like that. With cookies. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll give cool. you great cookies or I will spit in them and still give them to you. I'll give you cookie snacks. Scooby Snacks. That'll be a fun game. A bunch of high people trying to play with cards. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So to answer the question uh, from Knickknack95, how you be handling XP, in Saga System, uh, experience takes the form of completing a scene. So it's very much like White Wolf in this particular case where you're, you're narrating and, and going through almost like a play. And each new scene you know the 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 narrator me the dungeon master um decides on how well people perform how close they are to the characters that they crafted how how creative they are throughout the course of the game and once a number of scenes are completed in terms of that that would then complete a quest um and it's very arbitrary and you know um, just abstract then i will assign a quest 
or two to those individuals. And that's really how you handle it. It's certainly not something where I'm just going to willy nilly throw out, you know, quests to people. But if you're really creative and you're really into it, then you will not fall behind anyone else in the group in your quests. But that's really how you do it. I mean, it's, it's a totally different system. And then you get a cookie. Yeah. Give me next. I'll go next. If okay, no are you done? To. Are we good? Okay, so go ahead, uh, and, um, Goldmoon, go ahead and look at your yeah. uh, equipment. Look at the physical codes to see what type of armor and weapons you can use and shields and stuff. But you are a dwarf fighter who can definitely cast magic. And so we'll get into magic once everyone has a character. Okay, so let me shuffle this deck, and we will go to Derek. Deal 12 cards. Okay, now which Derek is in here? The lowercase. Deal. I got Chrysania. Thank you, Wargul. I appreciate that, man. Ooh, Ooh wow. I got a dragon of 10. Megalomaniac. Keep that for your demeanor. Yes. <laughs> Be a maniac. I'll be right okay. back, guys. I have to make a phone call. Okay. All right. All right. Let's start pulling these hey, guys. There's Dirk in again. Dirk. Usha. Oh yeah, Usha. Golden eyes, right? <laughs> God, I tan man. I got a soft. Awesome. Well, that's great. Shadow Sorcerer. I remember reading all those books trying to figure out who the Shadow Sorcerer was. It was mm -hmm. not who I thought it was. Mm -mm. All right. No, I'm not seeing... Yeah, like some I need to move cards. some of them over a little bit. Okay. So you got some good cards here. Wow. A 9 and a 10 of Dragon. So that's great. So let's see here. Where's your character sheet? Um, I'm yeah. just laughing because I'm going to make my dwarf 300 pounds. Is that why I have low agility? He's going to look like he uh, went to the like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> so perception, you can be really resistant to magic if that's in your cards. Let's see. Gosh, what is, what is that? In your cards. Ah, 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 ah. See, what do I got for shields too? It's not a great number, but it's a good code. It would be A, you know. So, but then if you're not going to yes. use shields, then it's pointless. Yeah, I think um, I'll put my agility. I'll use Usha for my shield. Go for a two. Okay, uh, so two A. Were a. you going to try to be anything other than human? Um, well, I don't, at this point, I'm just going to see what I come up with, and then gotcha. I'll choose the race at okay. the end. Because, I mean, I wouldn't mind being a half-elf or an elf, but half-elf has a bunch of restrictions based on the elf restrictions, so I was like, mm -hmm. hmm, I might go sorcerer, because I got a couple cool cards for sorcerer, it looks like. Uh, I got a, I could even be a mystic, right? With spirit being that you high? definitely be a mystic. Yeah. I don't see the sorcerer ones being very high. Oh, five. I got a, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's adequate. Yeah. Not no. great, but. So, so you got perception. Just to give people a, a general idea about how magic works, um, it's basically open to whatever you can 
craft in the moment. There's no preset spells to go off of, and it's all based on point systems. So your spell points are uh, the um, your your reason times your reason is your spell points, or your spirit times your spirit is your sort uh, mysticism points. So you use that pool in order to create spells um, and craft them, you know, on the fly. Because again, this is wild magic in the fifth age, and so it's unreliable and it's sporadic and just sort of random. I'm gonna use the dragon for my quest for a nine. So Jeez, that's be champion, right? Yeah. All right. And I will use. Uh, well, hold on. For your we're... quest, um, a nine. Yeah, champion five cards. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Just trying to see everything. So are you using your... Because you can't use a 10 for the wealth, because anything above a nine is royalty. Oh, okay. So should I put the the I nine on the wealth? Guess. Yeah. But yeah, let's just do nine on wealth, I guess. And that so... just puts you at the very high end of champion of five cards, so your next quest you'll get another... Uh, another card in your hand. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really change anything for uh, um, for quest, right? Because nine through ten is, is still right. But champion, if you used right? your ten for your quest rather than the nine, then the next quest you would have a new card in your hand. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and take the six and throw that into my agility. So six into our dexterity. Sorry, six arrow into that should be an A, right? Um, an arrow, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then in endurance, it looks like I got a four. That works well. Actually, no, I'll put the nine. I just realized I have a nine. I'm putting nine oh, into wow. my yeah my agility. Let's do that. And I'll take that nine, throw that in there, and I'll take the. Be great what was the other one that I had? The seven. It was a six. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And then we'll do for endurance. I think all I got is that four, right? I don't see anything for. Has anyone gotten a crown yet for presence? I don't remember no, anyone I don't getting recall any of that. No. It's at the bottom of the deck. Let's see. Can I use my eight of arrows for my presence? Uh, yes, you can. That would be a, a, a B, C, D. Okay, and then just my... to explain what a D is for presence to everyone watching here, that means you have a slight leadership skill. It's below average. I don't have the nine anymore. That's gone. Uh, and your ten is gone. The ten is gone. And uh, now, if I take the um, four uh, with armor. Mm -hmm. um, is it better for me to do that or to take like the agility of eight? Because I don't know. Well, for arrows, that would be um, a C. For dexterity. Yeah. So that means for encumbrance, that would be very light, light or medium arm armor or endurance, I mean. So okay. that would be fine, I think. Okay, I'm going to take the arrow for an eight in endurance. And that's a C? Yep. Okay, that's out of the way. And I don't have anything for strength right now, right? Do I? I can't see my whole screen. It would I'm be a nine C if you used your six. I'll use nine for perception, because that makes sense. Yeah. 
And I'll use, I think Soth was a eight, right? Or seven. That's right. Soth is a seven Soth, of heart, yeah. A seven of heart. And I'll take that one for my seven of heart yeah. for spirit. That's also an A, right? Yep. And then I'll do my five of crescent moons for my reason. So I'm not, that's still a five, right? Or yeah. a five A, yeah. yeah. And now I need to decide. How silly do I want to be? Maximum <laughs> silliness. Maximum, <laughs> Maximum effort. Uh, do I want to be Portheos and be a complete jerk to everybody? <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh my That'd gosh. be a great game. <laughs> just yeah. talking smack the whole time. <laughs> I'm down. You'd just be like Raceland oh. talking to Karaman. Oh, and I got my nine. I used my nine already of reason on that. So that's gone. So now what do I have left? Strength. Strength. Well, I don't got anything that's going to be great for strength, so I guess I'll use the, um, since it is a, um, a physical, I'll use my um, arrow, my dexterity, okay. um, six for Portheos. And that's out of the way. So how do you, how do you have three cards left? You should only have two at this point. Oh, I got rid of the four already. Yep, the oh, four has okay. been used because that was my. Um, that was my. Actually, no, I I didn't use my four because I uh, don't have it on here. Let's see. What did I do? Where did I mess up? I don't see any fours. The four right here. I didn't. Don't think I used it. Right. I see. Like you have two four cards. One's heart. One helm. But I don't see any four in your physical or mental abilities. Yeah, I didn't put anything in there. You already I used, used the two dragons, so that's eight, nine, ten. So you should only have two more. How the heck? Uh, maybe what I did was I used that. Uh, did I use that eight twice? Because I see two eights. Do I have more than? Mm. Do I have more than one eight? Let me check and see. Mm -hmm. Did I accidentally use two eights? That might be it. Let's see a nine, ten, seven. That's what it was. Yeah, I used the eight twice. Yeah, so I'll just make this a four. Uh, and I'll use my four of... That will make it a, a four of A for endurance. Right? And that makes it so I have two cards left. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. There we go. And then what else do I need? I need my nature and demeanor. Yep. Um, let's see. I'm going to be a boring person. All right. <laughs> I was like, I want to be flamboyant and weird. Oh, never mind. Okay. Calm and merciful and honorable and grandiose. You could be honorable and grandiose. That's, you know, grandiosity is a bit of flamboyance. Yeah, I could try that. Venus Salamis, <laughs> here I come. So. And do I do both words for one description or do I use. It's uh, your choice. One, okay. or, one or both. I think good? I'm good. Okay. All right, gentlemen, two of you left. Am I right? Can I go yeah. next? Uh, Chris? All right. I've been paying attention. I think I got it down. What number do I roll for hit points? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I might need okay, a little help. Just with add that. your stamina and your size. 
<laughs> All right, there's your cards. Okay. Um, yeah, Knickknack is right. Dwarves Trump with... I, we haven't even explained what Trump is yet, but um, we'll get into that. People, you need to play Canasta. <laughs> is, that, is that the same thing? Uh, with the Trump? Yeah. Oh, we have another 10. Not Canasta. It's another game, actually, I'm thinking of. Hearts. Hmm. Spades. How many weapons? Whoa, uh, you're taking it from the deck. You should, oh, no. Yeah, right above your hand. Whoops. Okay. Uh, your Sorry. name is a 12. Those, That's your hand. Do you see at the very bottom of the screen in the middle of the D20, it says Chris A? Let me get rid of this. Sorry. Yeah, it's not. It, it's kind of new. I mean, I've never used a deck before using this, so it's, it's a little different in this interface. Okay. And how do you get them to display? I think you drag them onto the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. There can be uh, only one. Taken. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fight. Sorry, Gold Moon. Could you get rid... Uh, Adam, could you get rid of that Sturm that was uh, left over from... I can't seem to get rid of this. This was from before. Oh, uh, you can ignore it. It's... Oh, okay. It's on the deck itself, so... Okay. okay. It's got to be Frodo. <laughs> or Bilbo, I think. <laughs> Magus. With that sweet facial hair. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And that completely nondescript, unimportant staff. <laughs> His, uh... I don't have to steal with the four in the bottom right. Yeah, I was just going to find we got some so crowd. We see it. Okay. Belladonna. All right. Okay, so let's take a look at what you got here. And uh, I like the to be determined name <laughs> in the characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right, you've got great armor. Has anyone, no one's gotten more than two dragons. That's great. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> yes. You have engaged yes. in a week mode for me now. I hope you know that. It's going to be 10 dragons. <laughs> Watch. I'm going to get 10 dragons, wrestling, and just be okay. <laughs> I give up. I'm the lump that you guys have to roll around. <laughs> what, do you, what do you recommend on this, Adam? Oh my God. I would be the Kender. But I thought we were supposed to forget about it. Arrows. Um, what else do you got? So we need agility for a kinder type as well as dexterity. You got the dexterity down. You had two crowns. Well, wow, that's the first crown. Um, I mean, you have two helmets. That could be uh, your dexterity reference or your agility reference right there. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe just... Uh, well, no, you got a six of agility right there. You're six and nine. Yeah, dude, if you want to be a Kender, let's see what Kender have here. So agility is minimum of seven, which you would have to either drop your code down from A to C in order to have a seven if you wanted to be a Kender. Okay, I'll do that? it. Okay, so then let's uh, move the six of shield away and put seven 
see under agility? Six of shield to the deck? No, we'll just move it off the board for a second here like that. You got it? Okay. Yeah. So on your uh, character sheet, um, on the right-hand side, it has your name there. Yep. Click that, click the tab character sheet, and under agility, it's going to be 7C. Got it. Okay. And then um, dexterity, if I were you, I'd use your 9 of arrows, and that's a 9A. 9A. Got it. Okay, cool. Move that off. Um, now, Kender, you know, you want to, I don't know, you want to resist stuff a little bit, so maybe think about presence and perception a little bit. Um, in the War of Souls, we had a Kender who was uh, mental, uh, you know, sort of talked to dead people and stuff, so they use mysticism, so that's a possibility if you're interested in that at all with your three of hearts. You could do that. Um, if, if you wanted uh, just to have a good perception, wait, that's a two for gill sounds? I'll do the mysticism. That sounds good. So three of hearts would be your three uh, A under spirit. We didn't oh, get enough spirit. of that character. What was his uh, what was his name? Uh, Nightshade. Yeah, Nightshade. I thought he was great. Yeah. So much like fun. Him. Such a great change of uh, character from regular Kenda that we're so used to. Let's see what else. Um, I mean, your seven of endurance is like right there. Seven A. Seven A. Got it. Well, hold. On, give me, just give me one second here. So agility is seven minimum. Check. Dexterity is seven minimum. Check. Endurance is six maximum. So you would have to drop down your endurance by your own choice or choose a different card. I'll drop it down. Well, you do have the three, so it could still be A. Eh, you just drop it down to six. Six is better than three. <laughs> Math. Six, six A six for three. Yeah, six A. Six A. Okay. So move that. Um, what's the next? So strength is six max. You have a four of strength right there. If you want to use that. Okay. So that'd be four A. And then um, presence is six minimum. And that's the crown, which you have right there, Muriela Brenna. So that'd be 6A on presence if you want that. Okay, cool. And then um, perception is 6. Well, that's or presence. So perception is the moon. You could do a 2A on that if you want. And you like, can do a 6A. I'll do the low, I'll do the low perception. I think that would be funny if he just doesn't know what's going on at the time <laughs> okay so your reason is uh 6a reason 6a okay so you have those four left now i mean nine and eight are great for your wealth and for your um quests and reputation i would suggest using the nine for quest just so you eventually get to six cards in your hand faster mm -hmm. sounds good uh, so we'll use nine for quests, and then your wealth, you have your eight right there, and that makes you nobility. So you're like descendant of Uncle Trapspringer himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So other things about Kender is acute eyesight. Uh, advantages is handling, trump bonus for a sleight of hand or sneak actions. 
and disadvantages is short concentration. A codes allowed only for perception, which you have. Short concentration. Say again. What'd you say? Exactly. So <laughs> you have your nature and demeanor, and you have lawless and tough for either your nature and <laughs> demeanor, and uh, decisive and courageous for the other. What do you want to do? Um, let's see. So what, I'm sorry. What are the options? Decisive and courageous, or lawless and tough. You have to use both nah. of them. One for your nature, one for your demeanor. Um. Let's do decisive and courageous for demeanor. So that's how you present yourself. Yeah. Okay. That means your true nature is either lawless, tough, or lawless and tough. Lawless. Really? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just don't care. All right. Gotta love Kendra. We're going to rename this entire campaign to uh, Forget Chris. <laughs> there was a TV show like that. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah. So, uh, so, Adam, what's this hidden Dalimar the Dark down here in the uh, bottom right-hand corner that I'm seeing? I have no idea. Oh, do we need to reshuffle the deck? Uh, yeah, let me just reshuffle the deck. Oh, here, I'm going to have to discard him. I don't know where those came from. I must have not just... <laughs> I don't know. And I All just right. had a quick question, Adam. Can yeah. I switch something? Yeah, what's up? I don't want my character to be royalty. Can I set myself to a one for reputation and wealth? You'd be like Gladiator, where you're, you're royalty, you just don't know it yet. I just would... I was just thinking it would be... Totally up to I don't you, know. Man. I just I didn't want to play a no, noble character. I wanted to play something that was a lot lower, but... Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, if you want to drop it down, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. If you want to keep it something that you just don't know about, and we use that as a story element later on, we could do that as well. Okay. I'm cool with that. I just okay. would rather be at a lower standing yeah. when we start. All right. All, All right. right, Kurt, got your cards. Last but not least, let's see what the fates have decided. And we got a pretty good group here so far, I think. Yeah, so um, 10 dragons... Okay. Let's see him. Oh my gosh. What? No way. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's messing with you. No. All right. Rainbow. How is Dugan Redhammer only a five? He's a god. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's because of his gambling addiction. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> it's just, it, it hurts him everywhere else. I would have Don't actually lost it if I had gotten ten dragon cards. Yeah, I think we all would have cried. I think that would have been a mulligan. Uh, can we try again, please? <laughs> yeah. <Exactly>. Not fair. <laughs> I'd have played it. Play it as it lands. It'd be fun. Some of my favorite characters I've ever I've ever played have been just mechanically nightmares. Like, uh, you ever see that show, uh, Darkness Rising? Where yes. Where the guy makes 50 different uh, bard characters that keep dying over and over again. 
<laughs> you just keep doing that. Oh, this character dies. Here's my next one. Here, this character dies. I don't see your 12th card. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's down there at the bottom left. Right here. Portheos. Underneath of Flint Fire Forge. I see that, but like I'm, I'm seeing the far end of Megalomaniac and Imperius and Commanding. Is there anything to the oh, right here. of those? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's why I couldn't see it. All right, cool. So, uh, what are you looking at here? What do you think? I'm kind of average in everything that's not a dragon. I mean, you're great at agility. You're I not bad at dexterity. I might go with something like a noble. Dude, your presence is high, too. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm thinking of going with, like, party kind of wrangler sort of deal. Okay. Do we have any but... magic users in the group? We have one. I, okay. Well, we have a couple user. people that can use magic if they want to go that route. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so I'm going to use Verminard as my So actual... Nicknack is asking uh, Sylvanus D. Noble, maybe? Yeah. Do you want to try yeah, the elf? Yeah, that's what I'm honestly thinking. So for Thanks, elves, Nicknack. agility is a six minimum. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, done. Yep, so we are 9A for presence. Wait, which which character is your name? Uh, to be determined. Gotcha. Because I didn't know what race I was going to be playing okay. anything like that. Uh, Duke. Duke. So your presence so is six, six agility. What are my minimums if I want to go with uh, Sylvanesti? Um, agility is six minimum. Dexterity is six minimum. And presence is six minimum. Okay, well, I've got the presence down. Yeah. I don't see you have the number in there. You just have the code. Oh, it just hasn't updated yet. Gotcha. There you go. So 9A. Ah, uh, doom. So uh, if you do we have, have... Um, maximums on your ability codes for some of these. They're all C max for agility, dexterity, mm -hmm. endurance, and strength. Okay. So the 8 agility then uh, for Rig Mercrell would be kind of wasted since it'll knock down from an A to a C. Right. It would give you another extra number, though. It would give you nine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, hmm. Yeah, so let's do that. That'll put me nine agility C. Be right back. We'll click. No problem. Then dexterity would give me a seven. And that's a B minimum on your ability score, or code. A B minimum yeah. on dexterity? So that would be Okay, well a. then I'll put a 6A. Yeah. Okay. Let's see, other physical ones. Um... So for an elf, strength and endurance are both eight max. Yeah. With a code of C max on endurance and B minimum on strength. Okay, so I need a B minimum strength. And oh, I have... Boy, the only way you can get that is to use either the five or the two of helms. Yeah. So let's do the... I'll be a weakling. Screw it. Let's, uh, we're we're going to use the two of helms for okay. my strength. That's 2B. Yep. 
or not to be? That's the yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, Derek, you don't have a monopoly on dad jokes in this town. <laughs> oh my gosh, you sure don't. Derek, you want to know when a you know when a dad or when a joke becomes a dad joke, right? When it becomes a parent. Exactly. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I get it. All right, and then uh, endurance. We're gonna do five. But it bumps down. Do I have a, a code, Max? You're using um, for endurance? Yeah. You have a C maximum. C max, so yeah, six so it C. Could be six C, yeah. It's not bad. No, not at all. Okay. We are going to. Hey, the part that I'm actually decent at mental scores. So we're going to go with a seven. That would be a C for uh, reason. If I went with a six of crowns. So that'd be A, B, C. Yeah, six C for reason. Well, seven C if I went with a six of crowns. Right, to drop it. No, it okay. would be a natural six, uh, C because you, in order to use the presence... If you use the hel the crown for presence, it's an A. If you use it for spirit, it's a B. If you use it for reason uh -huh. or perception, it's a C naturally. Okay, so C naturally. Gotcha. So six C. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with a a six in perception and a five in reason. Gotcha. So those will both be C codes. Right. Oh boy, the other ones are not looking good. Yeah, it's okay. I don't really want to know anything about mysticism. <laughs> don't think that's going to be a problem. How <laughs> about this boy? Well, no, we're we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> so spirit. So Which one do you want to use for spirit? Uh, so I'm going to use Tasselhoff Burfoot for my spirit, and He's put a myself. Animal. Yep. Uh, that puts me at what D? Naturally? Uh, 1D, yeah. Uh... Yep. 1D. Min-maxing, guys. <laughs> get that first roll. No, no. Uh, I'm so, <laughs> we did just a test draw to mm -hmm. see how this all worked beforehand. And I got decent, decent cards. Really but cards. that wouldn't have been fair, so I decided to voluntarily give them up. Magnanimously right. sacrifice oh. himself. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have what? Uh, so quests and wealth. Yeah. So those are going to be my two dragons. My two decent dragons. You're going to be eccentric somehow. Okay. So um, if you'd use your 10 for your quests, that puts you one away from six cards, so you'd start with five cards. Yeah. And if I did seven for wealth, that would put me aristocracy. That's perfect. Yes. And then ten for quest. And I'm going to be in eccentric, inspiring, and fair. <laughs> Demeanor is going to be eccentric. Okay. That fits. You were a... And nature is inspiring and fair. So are you Sylvanesty, Qualanesty, or Kaganesty? Um, I'm going to go with Qualanesty. 
So let's keep in mind um, also what these different groups are going through. Um, they're all ostracized, ostensibly. Like right now, Beryl Inthernox is the dragon overlord, uh, green dragon, right. is in charge of Quarnesty, and all the elves are sort of um, under the rule of the Dark Knights who are acting on behalf of Beryl Inthernox. Sylvanesty is in like a literal shield protecting themselves, which is also draining their essence and spirit. Um, there's a war going on over there. The Kaganesty elves are are pretty much enslaved or ostracized from their home from by Frost, another dragon. So, so they're the not doing great. Still up. Yeah. Um, the is up. So I'm going to be kind of like the what I'm thinking is. Not an exiled Sylvanesti noble, but just the the Sylvanesti noble that they send out to embassies because they don't want him in the capital. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So there's so, a couple of uh, role-playing cues we could take from that. Um, one of those is that you were sent out right before the shield came up, and now you mm -hmm. can't get back. Because if you're in the shield, you can't get out. If you're out of the shield, you can't get back right. in. Um, and there, there is a Legion of Steel outpost very nearby Sylvanesty that a lot of Starbreeze and Portheos are both using as assistance in trying to get through the shield and at times assistance fighting off uh, ogre attacks and stuff like that. So you could definitely be on special assignment, as Nick Knack says here. Cool. And uh, what does that? What does the uh, ten in quest give me for my hand size? Five. Nice. So, just one quest away from six. Okay. So, that is... That is all your characters. I want to give you an opportunity to look at your equipment and, and sort of flesh yourself out that way. Um, just look at the handouts there. And again, look, reference those uh, ability codes that you guys have when you're choosing weapons and uh, equipment because there are going to be limitations there. And also, at the quick reference for races, it shows you any advantages or disadvantages that you might have based on your race as well. So uh, after this session, um, I would encourage you to look at those handouts I sent a link to for different roles because you may fit in a pre-created role that you just really like and you want to use the bonuses and, and hindrances from that uh, but if not and you just want to sort of craft your own version of a character like we have right here that's fine too so it's just really however you want to do it moving on um, but while you're uh, looking at your equipment and everyone is sort of finishing up their characters let's talk a little bit about saga system as a game and how it works because in general, I think most of us understand what's going on in the world right now, and I'll, I'll flesh all that out uh, on the first actual gaming session on uh, you know where we are and, and what's happening in the region that we're in. But for the actual mechanics of the game right now, um, let's go over spells, because that is probably the most confusing and frustrating of, in my opinion, all of the different game mechanics for Saga System. So... Um, and maybe even before that, let's just talk about what actions are and how to do things, including cast spells. So everything mm -hmm. um, in this game is based around the hero, the character. So there will never be a time when a monster pulls a card out to do an action. Instead of them attacking you, it's you defending against their attack. And so it's always hyper-focused on you. And everything with action comes with um, different steps. And the first one is... And a difficulty level, which is generally unknown to all of you. Like, I'll never tell you what the difficulty level is, but you can pretty much guesstimate what they are because something that's very easy has a rating of four. 
Uh, something very like near impossible has a rating of 24. And what those numbers mean is you have to use the uh, ability along with the a number of cards in your hand in order to overcome that number. So for example, if you're trying to pick an easy lock, you would be using um, your agility score number and whatever cards you think you're going to need to overcome an easy level of the number four. So your agility might be all you need to do, but you don't know if it's actually going to be easy or not. It's a total guess. So that's where it, it, it becomes a little bit more challenging in choosing what cards and how many cards to play because you're trying to overcome an unknown number. So you have to be strategic about it. However, when you do play cards, you immediately draw a new card from the deck to replace the card that you had just used. So you can't use a card from the deck immediately, but you'll replace a card that you just used immediately. So, um, you know, if you want to use two cards in order to open the deck and it equals 10 and your agility is four and you have a 14, well, then you had successfully opened that easy lock and you immediately draw two cards to replenish your cards back to their total number. The only okay. time you will not have your total number of cards in your hand is if you get hurt. And we'll get into that in combat um, just here in a minute here. Now, that's an unopposed action, right? Sometimes you're going to be opposed. So if you want to hit a monster, for example, you're going to have to overcome their uh, uh, endurance, uh, for example, if it's going to be a physical attack, or you're going to have to overcome their agility if it's a missile attack. So you don't know what that number is. So you have to guesstimate based on the creature it is, the difficulty of the action that you're trying to perform, and then use your ability score of strength in a, a melee attack, and then use the amount of cards that you think is going to be enough. Now, there's two sides of using cards, right? One is trump cards, and the other are mishaps. Now, a mishap is basically like rolling a one, but you're the only one that can choose to roll that, and that's a dragon card. So if you happen to not go over the number that you need, and you used a dragon card to do it, that is an immediate mishap and something bad happens to you. But if you did overcome the, the challenge rating, well, then you succeed and it doesn't matter. So the only time something bad happens is if you use a dragon card and you don't succeed. And it's not enough. So if, right. if you played that like one dragon that I drew for some odd reason, um, then that would be generally not a great thing. <laughs> yeah. That could be bad. That could be really bad. Um, if you didn't successfully do it, ultimately. Right. So, uh, and please let me know if you're confused on any of this so far. Like the basic mechanics of just yeah. trying to choose a number and using cards and your abilities to overcome that number. I'm picking up. Okay. So then the other side of the mishap is the trump card. And that means that you play a card. If it's the same ability symbol as what you're trying to do, so if you're trying to hit someone, and that's swords, and you play a sword card, that's considered a trump card. And you can then draw a card from the deck to add to your total. And if you draw another sword, you keep drawing until you don't draw that same symbol again. So you can actually do surprisingly well, like a natural 20 effect, basically, by using the ability symbol for that action that's required. And whenever we're going through these, you know, attacks or defenses or whatever, you'll, you know, we'll make sure that you understand which symbol is for this action if you want to try to use a trump. There's, you know, no one's trying to trick anyone. We're trying to be 
you know, you're, you're the heroes. We want you to shine. Quick question on yeah. the Trump thing. Uh, so like you said, like, we draw another card. Yeah. So say, like, we, we play a sword card because we're doing an attack, and our next card is a dragon card. Does that negative effect affect uh, the Trump that you're doing? Uh, no, just... no, 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 no. Because, well, <laughs> on the off chance that you pull the Trump card from the deck, like you used a sword and a dragon, mm -hmm. and then you pulled a new card from the deck, and it still didn't overachieve the number you're trying to reach, then, yeah, you would have a mishap. Okay. Because you didn't succeed. But if you did beat that number, then it doesn't matter. Okay, gotcha. Um, let's talk about spells, because this is the other thing that's a little bit difficult. Um, well, hold on. I want to hold it off for one more second. So we we're already talking about, um, like, attacking, for example. Um, again, you defend against attacks. The enemy doesn't attack you. And so in an attack round, there's no initiative or anything like that. It's really just whoever wants to go first. But ultimately... Um, when we decide whatever the order is, and we can use our abilities, maybe it's perception, maybe it's agility. If we have a leader, maybe they go first all the time. You know, however you guys want to rule it, um, because it's your party. Then uh, whoever's going to go first in any given situation, uh, I just totally lost my damn train. <laughs> okay, so once you attack, you have to immediately defend before you apply any damage. So it's very much like Advanced Dungeons and Dragons in that, where everything is happening at once, and so you have to attack and defend at the same moment, and then any damage that happened to you and them is applied, and if you happen to kill them or they kill you, it happens after you've resolved both actions. So you can't just kill someone and not have them hit you back, or try right. to hit you back. Um, but on the converse side, you can do the, you know, ghost dog final sword blow to kill an opponent that yeah. takes you yeah and also keep in mind because you only have four to five cards in your hand when you're trying to beat something to like an, a difficulty number in order to hit someone you have to keep in mind that they're going to be hitting you back so you need to keep a number of cards in your hand to defend with as well mm -hmm. so you have to be strategic about what cards you use and when you use them because when you're out and uh like, if you don't have anything to defend based on, then you have to just rely on whatever number you have in your ability. And that cannot be a good thing in every case, right? So, <laughs> so it, can, it can get kind of nasty here. Let's see, what else? Um, spells. I've been avoiding it. Let's get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's two types of magic. There's mysticism and sorcery. Uh, sorcery is pulled out from the wild magic of the primal earth, and mysticism is used with the power of the heart, the Care Bear Stare, if you will. Um, there, each of them have spheres, and if you have an A or a B, let's see, where are they? An A or a B in either um, spirit, or I totally lost, I lost my references. Reason or spirit, I think it is. Yeah, Reason or Spirit. If you have an A or a B code in Reason or Spirit, if you choose, you can also use magic. Um, one of those two. Again, because it takes so much effort to try to do this stuff, you're only really going to want to do it if you have a high number. Because everything costs points. And your spell point total is based on the number. So if you have a 1A in Spirit, you only have two spell or one spell point because it's times the, itself. 
so you're really not going to be able to cast any magic, even though you understand how it works with your code of A, right? So if you have a reason of six, for example, I'm looking at one, and it has an A of uh, a code of A, you can use three different spheres, and you have a spell point total of 36, because the number is times itself, and that is your spell points. Now, in order to cast a spell, again, there's no pre-designed spells. This is all wild magic, so it's all on the fly. So it is a little bit more difficult, and it takes a little bit more time, but it means you can customize it however you want. Uh, you have to consider five different aspects. The time it takes to invoke the spell, the effective range of the spell, the duration of the spell, the area effect of the spell, and the general spell effect, um, for example. So, I want to pull up... Uh, an example here in the book about an attack spell of Palin's Fire here. Let's see. And that'll probably be the best way to, to describe it, just straight from the book. And if you guys want to pull up the quick reference PDF that's on the right-hand side, that'll t show oh, you all these now. steps. Yeah. yeah. So that'll explain everything. I'm looking for the example here just bear with me for a second where did it go down there palin's fire okay here it is so an example of a magical spell is palin's fire uh, so the invocation time that he has is a five which means it's instantaneous and if you're looking at that, you know, you can see your invocation time of 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, one minute, and instantaneous. That difficulty rating is the amount of spell points it's going to cost for that one of all of the options. So the faster it is, the more it's going to cost you to, to cast. Um, your effective range, your know, personal range right next to you is only a difficulty of one because you're right there. If it's artillery range, which is, you know, on the other side of the hill, it's going to be a five. Um, for the difficulty because it's it's harder to hit something so far away and so you're gonna have to add in that so if you for example um, are wanting it to be instantaneous you got five if you want it to be melee range that's two more so that's seven your duration how long do you want this to last if it's just a bolt well then you know maybe instantaneous is fine so it's only a one but if you want it to last like an hour like for example protection for evil evil type of spell or or a firewall for something you want it to last longer then it's going to cost more points to do and we have to do this every time you do a spell so if you're going to play a caster type just familiar familiarize yourself with this list so we can sort of like blow through the point totals really quick don't feel stressed there's no time limit but you know just be familiar with it is all what I was telling Sarah was that um, one thing that might be a good idea for our casters in the group is to kind of get themselves like a short a short list of spell effects that they know how many points it costs. Yeah. So that they can just deduct that and cast a given, like a cure wounds spell on somebody in melee range, for example. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I'll help with that as well. Like before we actually have our first gaming session, I'll... Uh, I'm sure there's tons of lists of people who have already put together spells and stuff because this did have a, a loyal fan base to it. So I'll just find a list there and I'll share it out to everyone as well. So, you know, feel free to make your own. And then if we want to make adjustments to the existing ones, then we have the list here to make those adjustments from. It'll be really easy then. Um, and then, you know, every time we do a new spell, just make a little note about what it cost and then we'll be able to reference that next time. Um, and so the next one is the area of effect. 
So if it's just an individual, that's super easy. It's only one. But if you want to do a crowd of 25 people, well, that's a five. And then, of course, depending on the type of spell that you're casting, you know, maybe it's not going to be an individual or people. It's going to be a house or a room size. Well, then that's going to be um, another uh, comparison of one to five as well. And then, of course, um, if you want to reference time, for example, like a minute or an hour or a day or a week or a month, that also has its own little difficulty modifier. And then there's the damage or healing side of it, or the amount of hindrance it would be. And so if you're trying to harm someone with one or two points of damage, that's only a one difficulty. But if you're trying to like hit them hard with a 15 or 20 damage, that's a five difficulty. So you can see how the numbers add up really, really quickly. Um, if you're trying to heal some of a one card or one point, that's a one difficulty. That's really pretty easy for a mystic. But if you're trying to harm them, uh, or I'm sorry, heal them with their whole hand, that's five. So it's basically one point per card in that particular case. Um, so for Palin's fire spell, the invocation was instant, that's five. The range was melee, that's two. The area was 10 men, so he was doing like a fireball basically. And that was uh, four points for the 10 men. The duration was instantaneous, that's only one point. And the spell effect, he wanted to do six damage, so that's a three. So his total was 15 points to do a fireball at a group. Not bad. And so um, it's like any other attack action. You find out what your difficulty level is. You use your reason or your spirit for the spell. And then um, you play cards in order to overcome that number. And because it's opposed, you don't know what their perception or presence is. Uh -huh. And so you have to overextend the amount of cards in order to get past what you think their perception is. So if you're trying to attack... Arikan, Lord Arikan, you know, he's probably got a really good perception or presence. But if you're trying to attack like a snake, well, it's probably not so high. So just always keep that in mind on how many cards you play and how many points you're going to be going for. Um, and then you recoup those points at one point per hour. Uh, and, and that's kind of it. So let's talk about damage now. So once you've done your action to attack, and you've completed your action to defend from the creature's attack, we have to deal with the damage side of it. And the damage deals with the um, ability score that you use. So if you're in melee, if you're hitting someone with a sword, that's strength. So you use your strength number plus the damage modifier of the weapon that you're using. And that is the total damage that you have done to the person if you succeeded in your action. So... Um, I see a strength of four right here. And if you're using a sword, um, let's look at the arms and armor table here. Uh, sort of uh, a cutlass is a plus four. So you would have done eight damage if you successfully hit someone. But then there's also the hitting back. So now that um, if you get hit for eight, let's say, for example, your hit points are your hands, your, your deck. So you have to discard as many numbers in order to meet meet the amount of i'm sorry as many cards in order to meet the amount of numbers of damage done to you so if you have five ones and you are hit for nine damage you're unconscious because you have yeah. to discard all of your cards but if you have one ten of dragon you just discard it and you're good but that means that you don't get that card back until you naturally heal natural healing is one card mm -hmm. per day however you can actually after combat um, bandage someone up and if you succeed in that action they immediately get one card back and the only other way of healing is to use some sort of magic like mysticism uh, with someone of course with the healing sphere 
uh, or like a potion of healing or regenerating ring or something like that. So, you know, it's still very dangerous to get in combat because it's lasting damage. And if you use all your spell points attacking or defending during combat, you don't have any left to heal someone after combat. You could be a party walking around with one card in your hand or dragging unconscious people. The way that death works in this is everyone, no matter what, no matter what negative you might have had to discard your cards, you're always just unconscious. That's it. You have no more cards in your hand, you're unconscious. After combat, if the creature fighting you wants to do a coup de grace and just finish you off, well, they can. You can't defend against it. There's nothing you can do about it. You're unconscious. But most people don't. Like, if you're defeated and you're laying on the ground, they just move on, you know? They may have a team come in after on, a, like, a battlefield, for example, and, you know, finish off any, you know, moaning corpses. But other than that, it's they pretty much just ignore you. And that's the same for you. You may knock down an enemy and he's, like, you know, completely unconscious. But if you don't coup de grace, then they might come back and try to seek revenge at some later date. However, it's still murder, right? So if you're in a civilized land and you straight up murder someone, there's probably going to be consequences for that. If it's a goblin incursion, probably aren't going to be any consequences. But if it's like a bar fight and you end up like murdering a dude, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty messed up, you know? And then think of your nature and demeanors. Would you murder someone that's unconscious? You know, I mean, some people would have no problem with that. Some people would have a big problem with that. And if you have someone in your party who doesn't, you know, like a Knight of Salamnia, for example, you better be sneaky about finishing that coup de gras attack because they're probably going to be a little upset that you're killing people after they're on the ground, you know, very dishonorable. So it's totally up to you how you guys do it. But that's, that's the general understanding of this. Um, as long as at some point during this game I get to hoist somebody by their own petard, I will be okay. <laughs> okay. What is a petard? Uh, it is a type of lower garment. It, Undies. You're basically Undies, giving somebody a, a massive wedgie on an explosive. It's great. Undies. That ain't gonna Weird. happen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, did anyone qualify to use magic? Because let, let's resolve that, yeah. because I do have a mock battle here so we can get a generic idea of how to do this. So, Goldmoon, you said you did? What did you have? Yeah, I got a, a 64 for mysticism, because I have an 8 in Whoa. spirit. That's amazing. Which character name? My character name? Yeah. Are you ready? Birkin Bumblebum. <laughs> All right, Verkin. Bumble bum. I also have uh, 49. I have a 7 in spirit, and then I also have a 5 in reason. So I have 25 sorcery. What's the um, what's the code in reason you have? Uh, both of them are A, a, a okay. in reason and A in spirit. Okay. So uh, you're going to use sorcery on yours? Is that what you said? Uh -huh. Or did you say I can use either sorcery? or. It's up to you. I mean, do you only have to pick one only? Um, I would prefer it that way because you kind of have to devote yourself to learning how to use it because it's so challenging. So it becomes a huge part of your life of either going to the um, the Citadel to learn directly from Goldmoon or going to the Sorcery Academy and learning from Palin Majir. Well, I always liked Chelsea, so I guess I'll go uh, back. Chelsea. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Citadel. So you're going to do spiritual magic. Um, what were you going to do, Goldman? Uh, I'm sorry, Verkin. Okay, so I, you're going to use mysticism. Did anyone also, else have any magic? I do. What What's your code? Um, 4A, spirit. For spirit. So yeah, you could, you would, you would have, um, how many, how many points is that? 16. So yeah, you could still do it. It's okay. low, but there. So anyone who has an A, you get to choose uh, from three different schools. And it, it looks like it's all mysticism. Does anyone have sorcery? There was one sorcerer. Are you there, Chris? Oh, he sent a message. What was the message? His phone is charging. He ran out of power. Oh, I see. I always found out he didn't have it on charge. Gotcha. So he's trying to reconnect with um, another device. I think, let me see. I, let me just look at his character really quick, and we'll see if he has it. Yeah, I think he got um, Magus. So he has a 6A. So yeah, he yeah. could definitely do sorcery. So he's going to have to make a choice. I hope you can still hear us, Chris, because uh, we'll start really with the mysticism. really hoping that the Dark. Yeah. Okay, so for the Spheres of Mysticism, um, an A code gets to choose three. A B code gets to use um, one. And a C can't cast any spells. So it's either three or one of these spheres. Animism, which is talk or mimic animals and plants. Alteration, which is shape changing. Channeling, which is adjusting your physical scores. So, you know, giving people a bonus to attack or, you know, uh, defend against uh, physical attacks. Healing, restoring cards or points. Meditation is adjusting mental score. Mentalism is the power of telepathy. Necromancy is very forbidden, so I'm going to kind of keep that off the table. And if you do want to choose it, understand if you use it, it's going to be known by, by people who know, and that could draw negative attention, which might be interesting for a story, but it's totally up to you. So you're saying, like, paladins and clear carry jewels are going to come hunting you down? I don't know, maybe. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to put anything on the table. I'm just saying it is a forbidden art and is only practiced in super, super secret. Uh, sensitivity is reading auras. And spiritualism is talking to spirits or creating undead spirits. So that's like the opposite side of necromancy, dealing with spirits instead of corporeal beings of bringing them up from the dead. Um, it's more accepted, uh, though it is still sort of a fringe thing. But the point of using these is that you can combine them to create interesting types of spells. And so if you look at that, um, that quick reference card, you can see the list of those spheres. Uh, just choose the three or the one that you have based on your code. And you will only be able to cast spells related to that. So make sure you can be creative with, you know, those different spheres that you're going to choose. Oh, and you can just put them into the second tab under abilities and backgrounds. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Schools of magic. Yep. Where that oh. is. Oh, I didn't even yeah. see those tabs. <laughs> yeah. The attack, advanced attack and defense have like some basic, full advanced sort of different abilities and stuff. Interesting. You said that we can select three. If you have an A code, a three, yeah. Yes. We get to choose three of those? Mm-hmm. Oh, can you say them again? Oh, here, I'll pull up the quick sheet. Okay. <laughs> and we want to put them under our skills. So abilities and backgrounds, it actually has schools of magic listed there. Schools of magic. Okay. 
healing. Healing, you know, channeling to just physical buildings? Yes, those three. Okay, so channeling alteration and channel. alteration. Okay. Go back to my brain, I was on. And what does sensitivity focus on again? It's like a... It's auras, reading auras. There's actually better descriptions here. This can help you, Mystic, gain information about individual natures and demeanors. Oh, so you can kind of figure out a person's like, uh, like, oh, what kind of personality they have. So maybe you can, if it's a black dragon, you know, maybe, oh, I need to, to placate it and like, or, or praise it and make it feel like it's awesome. So that way it won't kill me or something like that. Right. Okay. Like if you want to find out someone's like under the power of a spell, you know, that would be one, one way of doing it. Hmm. I'll have to study that one. So it's getting a little bit uh, late for my blood. Yeah, so we're actually at this point, I think, going to bow out. Okay. Uh, now that we've got you know everything squared away, we'll go through and do our equipment and everything like that uh, off screen. Okay. Um, well, we can do yep. the, the combat test another time, and we can just wrap this up with character creation. That would be fine. Okay. Um, is that Sorry, okay I don't, with everyone else? It's short for you guys, but yeah, she I has... apologize. I have to work very early. I mean, it's morning. not really short. We still went what, three yeah. hours. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what when we started two hours. So this is a good good session zero, I think. Um, does anyone have any questions or comments before we shut down the the game? Okay. Anything that you have questions after the fact, shoot me an email or put it as a message in roll twenty, and uh, we'll get to it. And we'll figure out when we're going to play the next game uh, at that point as well. I do want to give a quick thank you to everyone who tuned in live and watched this session zero. Um, this gives you a good understanding basically of what Saga System is about, how to create a character in Saga System. And we have a pretty very varied group, though it's pretty heavy in magic, which is probably going to come in handy. So um, thank all of you for joining and deciding to play these characters and test out this game for the first time. And thank you all for joining us. Uh, if anyone has uh, any you know, social media channels or anything you want to promote right now, feel free. I would like to. Yeah. Hi, um, Sarah Tay. I go by that. I also go by Ash. Um, and you can follow me on twitch.tv slash Ash Phoenix, A-S-H-E-P-H-O-E-N-I-X-X-X. Okay. And then feel free to also put that in the comments below if you want to do that. Okay. I'll do that. Um, and I'll make sure that that shows up there. Anyone else? Okay. Well, Chris, I'm sorry that you had issues uh, with the cat, the, the power. The <laughs> it time. was me this time. It was not Kurt. <laughs> but next time, you know, we'll make sure we're all squared away and it's all good. And uh, we'll just dive in with the adventuring and the killing and murdering and getting killed and murdered. So it'll be a good time. Thank you all once again. Um, and uh, I don't know. I do have an outro, but I can't seem to find it. So. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> Until next time, <laughs> Slanjivar.